You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for joining us here on NapaBroadcasting.com. Lately, with the current news coming out of Washington and the world, it feels like we're living in a boiler factory. Just yesterday, I read a story about the role of news fatigue and exhaustion in impacting how we think and how we vote. But beyond all that, least we not forget that the one area that still works, that still matters, that responds to our needs and impacts our lives, is local and state government. Over the next few months, we'll hear a lot about both. And I want to begin that process today as I'm joined in the studio by our Assembly member, Cecilia Aguilar-Curry. She was elected two years ago, is up for re-election this year, and it is my pleasure to welcome her here to Napa Broadcasting. Cecilia, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you very much for including me today, and it's a great opportunity to spread the word of what's happening in local government. Well, it's a delight to have you here. You've been there two years now, your first term. Talk a little bit before we talk about issues and the specifics of all of this about what it's been like for your first two years in Sacramento. You know, quite frankly, it's been um, fabulous. I love every day. I can't wait to go to work every day. Um, and, and there's challenges, and the challenges is that mainly is that this district is so large and to making sure that I watch over my constituents. So the number one thing I decided when I ran was that I was going to make sure that I knew this district backwards and forwards and that I, my policies would be really geared to this district. Talk a little bit for those that don't know, for those that are here in Napa or that are hearing this in their own part of the district, how large the district is, some of the cities, some of the areas that it encompasses? Well, we start with the northern part is uh, Lake County. We have uh, all of Lake County and all of Napa County. We have portions of Sonoma, Calusa, a majority of Yolo County and Solano County. So it's quite uh, diverse. Uh, Every area has a little bit more challenges than the next, but they're all um, great opportunities I look at as to how can we change and make people's lives better. Talk about some of the common threads through all of those places. And I want to talk about some of the things, certainly as it affects Napa and some of these other areas, but there are certain, I'm sure, common threads that affect all of these communities. By far, it's housing. Housing is the number one uh, that's the issue throughout the whole district. Transportation needs, access. And when I say access, is also is access for medical education. Um, we have a lot of difficulties getting people that want to get medical help or uh, actually get go to a junior college, uh, to a university. So just access, as I would say, is probably the biggest challenge I have, and it goes a- across all the spectrums. And certainly the housing problems are, are fundamentally different. They're different in Napa than they are in Lake County. County or Calusa County where there isn't the same kind of demand. Mm-hmm. The, very much so. So I chair the local government committee over at the assembly. I've done it now for two years. It's been a great opportunity. But the thing that's really difficult with it is that um, being the only woman north of Stockton in the Senate or the assembly, that I have a lot on my shoulders for rural and agricultural communities and children. And I prioritize those. And the issue is with housing is that one size does not fit all. And it's always uh, a a challenge for me to convince my legislative friends in Southern California that some of these great ideas that they have don't always work for us. And um, you might see my votes are questionable because I will always make sure that if there's something in a bill that does um, help rural communities, it's difficult for me to vote on those. And so they're starting to learn that, and they're starting to make sure that we have something in those bills for rural communities. And what are some of the things for rural communities and for housing that you think need to be addressed? Mainly it's a zoning. Um, we have a lot of zoning questions. Um, some of the uh, smaller communities do not have a staff that can 
help out do you know uh, update their um, uh, their uh, general plans um, update a lot of the issues that they have with the local communities be able to if they have a, um, a building ins uh, inspector a lot of them are contracted in smaller communities so s smaller communities do not have the resources to actually get make change in their communities. So with the housing, um, it's hard to say to a smaller community, well, you now can do accessory dwelling units, which are small, almost like tiny houses. And um, they don't necessarily have the staff that can actually implement some of those great ideas that are out there. So with the rural communities, there's many challenges, and um, I want to make sure that they're not left behind. And talk about some of the challenges in a place like Napa, where it's a whole different set of housing issues. It is a whole different, uh, like I said, each district so different is that um, I spent some time when I was in my campaign, I met with um, the um, uh, city manager and the mayor of Yontville about their issues, about how many people have purchased homes there, and now we don't necessarily have housing for um, many of our workers that are up and down the valley. Uh, the costs have gone sky high, the schools are being impacted. Uh, so I have been very diligent in working with some of the community um, nonprofits here in Napa County, trying to find out what are their issues. They had a workshop of like, how do we get more housing in the valley? And one young lady stood up and said, so how many of you want these housing in your backyard? And it was dead silent. So that's a challenge. Um, the challenge is also is that maybe, how do we look at maybe... Um, uh, working more with Napa State Hospital, some of their lands, maybe with the junior college here at Napa, looking at putting some housing for students. Uh, maybe we should be looking at um, Yontville as finding some staff housing there. So there's, a, there's definitely opportunities. It's just obviously getting uh, everybody on board to agree with that. Mm -hmm. Certainly one of the things that seems to affect all of the areas you represent these days is the issue of fire and the danger from it and, and the results of, of some of the fires that are going on. And we're in the midst of fire season now. Mm -hmm. Doesn't, as we were talking before we went on the air, doesn't show any signs of getting better. In fact, maybe getting worse before the summer's over. It's definitely a challenge and it's been very upsetting to me. I feel like, you know, everywhere I go, there's a fire. We just, uh, the, uh, the county fire over in Yolo County and part of Napa and Calusa just uh, is now 100% uh, contained. Um, and it just seems like every time we turn around, there's another fire. We had the other one up in the Pawnee fire up in Lake County. Um, the impact, not only to the environment, but the impact to the people has been devastating to me. And this past year when we had the fires that raged through here, Napa County, Sonoma County, um, Solano, in fact, my whole district was on fire, I think, at one time. Um, it really affected me. I felt like I had PTSD, and I can't even imagine if I actually lived here and had my house go up in flames how I would feel. Um, this past year, we worked a lot in the assembly um, with other co-workers, that, uh, assembly members that are in this district on how can we make it better? How, what lessons can we learn? And we learned a lot of lessons. And those range from insurance issues to how, what do we do with health care when health care facilities are closed? Um, how do we do with um, uh, families that only get two years to uh, try to get back on their feet? Doing uh, One of my, law, uh, my policies is to extend it for three years working with the insurance companies. Is everybody happy with me? Absolutely not. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you go through something like this, um, it takes your heart and your soul and it just... It just reminds you of like I would want to be in the position of so many of these residents is that they you can't rebuild in two years. It's just a matter. Extending it one year means nothing. I mean, in the whole spectrum, because right now 
what we're facing in um, Sonoma and Napa counties, we can't find workers to build new homes. We're having a, a labor shortage. We're having materials, concrete, uh, um, wood products. Those are all very difficult to get, and the, the price has gone sky high. So we need more time for our people to get back on their feet. And what has happened with respect to working with the insurance companies and the appropriate legislation to try and put all that into law? Well, I'm really, I have to say that I'm very proud of, there's a group of us, about eight legislators that sit down and we have done listening, uh, like a listening session. So we've had um, conversations, they come in, so we've had insurance companies come in, tell us what the issues are with you, how can we work with you. We've had attorneys come in, consumer attorneys have come in, we've talked to the utilities, we've talked to the uh, environmental community, the environmental justice community, so that we can gather information on how can we um, make sure that we, how do we deal with the fires going forward. Um, should, should the utilities be um, reprimanded? How should they be reprimanded for the fires? If they should be reprimanded? What, um, what, what direction do we go on this? So we've had those listening sessions and now we're moving on to a major uh, uh, committee hearing and it's called a, um, a concurrence uh, committee which will be uh, headed by Senator Bill Dodd as, uh, along with five other senators throughout the state and along with five other assembly members throughout the state. Um, I will not be on, I was not asked to be on that committee, unfortunately, because I'd really let them know what I really thought, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. But those committees will be held, um, they're public hearings. They're going to start on Wednesday next week at 1030 in the, at the Capitol, and they're going to start going piece by piece on how we can make this all work. Um, they will touch every aspect of it. The number one thing I want to assure the listeners is that we are very concerned um, and we want are going to be very supportive of the ratepayers. We want to make sure that they're not necessarily dinged for what has happened. And at every single meeting, that is the number one question that comes up is saying, we cannot have this uh, hurt our ratepayers. So whether you're insurance, whether you're with um, the utilities, whatever, it's always said, we need, we're, we're here to protect our ratepayers. What's being done or what's being talked about in terms of prevention, in terms of looking at this as, as a much broader issue in terms of the state and what has to be done in terms of the forests and, and, and agriculture? Well, uh, truly in the concurrence committee, that will be talked about again. Um, I've had numerous meetings with uh, CAL FIRE, uh, with the fire uh, industry, with the firefighters on how we can move forward, with environmental groups, how we can move forward, with land trusts. Um, and everybody has uh, uh, sitting down at the table trying to figure out what's best. I met with Sonoma Land Trust last week, and uh, we went over some of the lands that, that they were that lost that they lost. And in retrospect, part of the thing is it's okay. It's not okay, but it it's going to help the environment even more. They're going to have more critters out there, and the grasses are coming back, and gives them some time to actually evaluate the land better. But we're working with all of those types of groups to figure out where we're going to go. Um, you know, things that have come up out of this, what I think's actually kind of good is we did we're doing a bill on bio uh, biomass products. And um, for instance, the timber, what do we do with some of this timber that's been burnt? What do we do with agricultural products? What do we do with all those waste products? And um, we're looking to work with uh, private investors as well, public-private par partnerships to do uh, biomass products. 
So there's a lot of good that is going to come out of this, I think. Um, unfortunately, we, it harmed so many people. And another area that you've been working on related to this is the whole area of emergency preparedness. Absolutely. So we've done um, a lot on emergency preparedness. We're working... Um, um, I did, um, I'm doing a bill on, uh, for instance, for health care. So when the fires went through, a lot of people didn't realize a lot of the health care um, uh, centers were closed. And people still had health care needs. And what we did is that we did a bill so that the health care providers could be reimbursed if they were in a mobile unit. Because by law, they can not get reimbursed if they're not in a brick and mortar um facility. So if they're under a tent for a short period of time while they do health care, whether they're in a mobile unit or a pharmacy that's a mobile unit, uh, people got, have to be assured that they still have health care during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about some of the other areas that you're working on that don't involve disasters. I know two of the areas that you're particularly focused on our mental health and child care. Talk a little bit about those. I really wanted to grasp the knowledge of what I needed. Is what is it important about how can we fix mental health? How can, where do we start? And while I was in the facilities, um, I had a long conversation with a couple of the nurses, gentlemen nurses, big burly gentlemen, <laughs> and um, we talked about it. And I said, I don't know that I could fix this. And they said, I don't think you can either. But what you can do is to listen to our story. And their story was is that the place that we need to work is with children and infants. And we can identify uh, issues with children and their environment early on. So uh, with that knowledge and after many tears after I left those facilities, um, I came back and decided that we really needed to work with the children from zero to three years old as well as uh, older children, but primarily because so many families have to work now, they don't have good childcare. And childcare is very expensive. Um, And between zero and three years old, you can have a family member take care of your child, but sometimes if you had someone else looking at uh, and advising you on some of the things with your child, you might notice that your child has some disabilities or they might have some needs that a family member may not recognize. So with this bill, as we call it the billion dollars for babies, and it's basically is to help daycare f- facilities upgrade their um, facilities if they'd like to. They apply for a grant, and we upgrade those so that they can take care of children from zero to three years old. We also change the subsidy because it's much more expensive to have uh, the children from zero to three years old. So we increase the subsidy on that. Uh, we are offering um, more classes for daycare providers so that we can make sure we have more. Um, we need. Actually, we need about 60,000 places uh, right now in the state of California for these children. Yeah. So that's one of the ones, and that gives me great reward on that one. And um, the Women's Caucus, um, it's their number one bill, and we're really excited to get that one going. I had uh, the opportunity last week to attend the California Broadcasters Association put on a forum on, on basically the state initiatives and state politics this year and where all the money was being spent. Mm-hmm. And after a lot of talk and a, and a lot of analysis, at the end of the day, what, what all of these consultants that were there said 
is that all the money is going into the gas tax issue. All the money is going into the gas tax issue. It feels like this is going to be something that's going to be front and center for the next several months until Election Day. Talk a little bit about that well, from your perspective. From my perspective is that, um, you know, I started in local government. I started in small town of Winters, um, and I worked on infrastructure projects in Winters, and we had to upgrade our sewer system in our streets, and it's very costly to do that. And part of that is because it, I think m many of us will agree is that we don't always put in our budget for operations and maintenance. We never do that. Cities and counties just don't do that. It sounds like a great thing that they're going to, but they don't. That's why we have potholes, right? And I kept thinking to myself, so um, I can kick the can down the road and make sure we don't do anything. And, you know, for my political career, which to me is that's not an issue, but for, po for the political career is that you don't want to um, uh, come back in two more years and then have another bill and it's cost even more money for, the, for infrastructure. So I, so I decided, so when we did the um, transportation tax, uh, SB1, I said, I'm voting for it. I know not everyone's going to be happy with it. But the fact is, how, how long do we wait? How many long, uh, the longer you wait, the more expensive these projects get. And they also provided jobs for the region. And um, so SB1 is a really important bill to me. I see right now some of the work being going on right now. But it's polling bad. It's polling that this bill is going to be re repealed. And that would be pretty scary for me. So um, we're looking at so many ways is that I'm sure there's going to be a lot of money. I think um, a lot of people will be stepping up and saying these are good jobs. We need to fix the roads. Um, and we'll see who all comes to the table. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of special interest spending money on that bill. A lot of money. That was the impression I came mm -hmm. away from. Mm -hmm. What happens if it is repealed? That's going to be a really good question. You're gonna, the locals are going to have to figure out how they figure, they pay for their uh, potholes. One thing I, I do want to um, say is that if you look at our website, you can see the list of every single county and city in my districts, what they're going to spend the money on. They were asked to already give us a project list. So the project list is available for all the public to look at. And you can see what they are pri prioritizing here in Napa, in Yontville, uh, St. Helena, whatever, they're all on our website. So I recommend highly that people take a look at that because, you know, until you have a flat tire or a, uh, and it cost me $400 for my flat tire, I thought, eh, you know, maybe people would understand when it really hits home. But mm -hmm. it's an important bill. Uh, it's providing incredible jobs for the entire state of California. Talk a little bit about how Sacramento is functioning these days. For a long time, we used to hear pretty negative stuff about mm. how the legislature and, and, and state government function. I don't think that that's as true anymore at all. Talk a little bit about that. Um, I will say um, I think that it's doing really well. Um, I came in with a group of 10 brand new uh, uh, legislators, assembly people at the same time, and we have a, our own group. We call it the New Dems. The, um, and we get together on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis and discuss issues throughout, this, throughout the, the building. I, I'll say is that um, it was tough this year because we have some sexual harassment things that came up. Uh, did we need to clean our own house? Absolutely. But I don't think people really realize all the good 
work that people are doing in the building. I think they're thoughtful. I think they uh, think things through. Um, are there a couple of bad players? Oh, absolutely. I can tell you there's a couple of bad players. But I think that um, when people realize and they start trusting you and they come in and they know what you are, what your policies are and what you're going to fight for, they come in and they are very respectful. So um, every any lobbyist or any uh, special interest that walks in my door knows that I have a couple rules. One is, um, uh, how does it affect rural communities? Because it is much different. The bills need to be different. We need to be flexible in the bills because uh, we are left out. How does it affect my agricultural communities? Every single time, how is it going to affect ag? Is it going to hit transportation? How do we transport our, our agricultural products? Water. So every single time, those are my issues. And the last one is always children. I always say, how is this going to affect the children in my district? Mm -hmm. How do you balance, and you touched on this with, when we were talking a little bit about fire and housing before, the fact that some of the area in your district mm. is so rural, mm -hmm. and then there's Napa, on the other hand, which is far less so, yeah. becoming more urban by the day. It is coming, becoming more urban. Um, you know, I, I got to tell you, I did prioritize um, Lake County, um, and I did that because I had spent quite a bit of time up there during my campaign, and I would leave always very sad because I did think that they were left out. And I think that they also had to know that they need to be at the table to make sure that the state helps them out. And I think they fought government as a whole. Um, we went in there with uh, guns blazing. We decided, what are we going to do? And we're going to do it quick. So we secured about $20 million to find out about the health of Clear Lake. What do we need to do that? And we're working with a lot of stakeholders up there. We're working with UC Davis to help us to figure out about the health of the lake. If they can make, if uh, UC Davis can help make Tahoe blue, I want to make them make t uh, Clear Lake clear. Um, we're working on economic development also through the um, through the Center for um, oh, Regional Change out of UC Davis. Uh, UC Davis has gotten so interested in Lake County, they have also found additional grants for me for students up there. Hmm. So, so there's a lot of people that are working up there. So, you know, I really put a lot of focus on that. We're working very hard on that. But then, the, like you said, the fires came along, and that really disrupted my cart for a while. So hmm. um, we spent a lot of time on all the fire um, and evacuations and, and legislation. Right. And what's the most fun part of the job? Oh, gosh, meeting people. Hearing their stories, fixing what needs to be fixed. I have an incredible staff. I have about 11 people that work for me. Um, they work on my constituent work. Uh, I love when I get a nice note. Your 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 uh, regional people are taking care of us. I feel like uh, government's working again. So that's the stuff I like. I really like being out in front of people. Today I had two different groups in there, and I get a big lump in my throat when they start telling me about the things that they're doing. And I said, I can help you. You know, this is what we'll do. And so it's it's kind of like a big jigsaw puzzle and putting the pieces together and making sure the government works for them. And running for election every two years. That's uh, the well, tough that's part. That's a whole other <laughs> tough part, you know. You know, if someone said to me, well, you know, you're running unopposed, and I said, you know, uh, when I ran, um, I promised um, myself my that I would work so hard that people trusted that they would believe in the work that I'm doing. And um, every day people come up to me and say, I love your bills. I like what you're doing for the district. You're here for the district. And uh, that's, that's what I just love. So, yeah, I, every day I like going to work. That's <laughs> great. Well, thank you so much for thank coming you. in and sharing thank with us. Thank you Appreciate very it. much. Thank you, Thank Jeff. you. Thanks for listening. 
to NapaBroadcasting.com. Napa Valley Radio for the way we live now.